0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. We will be discussing the Wandavision finale. It's over. And I'm here with Tommy. What do we think about that? It's over. Let's let's go over to the window seal and, and
1: look off into the distance. But please, Michael, keep the light on so that I can see you clearly.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh this was this was this was really good. Um I, I'm excited to talk about WandaVision as a whole now. Um, I think that there was a lot of things that I, I guess from like I kind of got the gist of this episode right when it started. Like I understood the pace. like this was like a fight scene episode, right? Uh, there were a couple things here and there, a couple moments um to kind of wrap up some of the story, but like this episode was like if this was the movie, this was like the final fight scene. So yes, yeah, it was it was I think we were
1: talking about it. It really did just feel like one big fight just over 50 minutes <laughs> and uh I liked it I mean I have my thoughts overall but I, I, at the top like you know obviously as we do the highlights big stuff went down in this episode right like we had vision on vision which I think is so funny t- to me you you were up to date on the whole Paul Bettney like his whole so for those recap
0: yeah recap that for us please
1: yeah for those who don't know paul bettany like was in the interview and he was talking about he's like i'm so excited because there's one more cameo that's coming they're like i've wanted to work with this guy or i wanted to work with this person for for years like this has been my dream like we had such great chemistry blah, blah 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 everyone's like ian like it's gonna be Ian. it's gonna be all they were throwing out all these names they were like benedict cumberbatch well he was talking about himself
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i still like uh again kind of at the start of the episode I, I i was able to understand what the pace is and i kind of figured once we started i was like i don't know if this is going to go the way a lot of people think it is or thought it was going to go um it was just hard to imagine there was so much to address in this episode and wrap up that it was hard to imagine we were going to introduce a new character and on top of all that maybe in a post credit scene it could have happened but even then it was like there was just so much and there were some things i thought were wrapped up so beautifully and there were a couple things that i felt were maybe too abrupt but i guess we'll get into all that
1: yeah i i think they they did give us more than i expected because you're right there was so much to wrap up in this episode and i think there's a couple parts that we agree that like fell a little flat but overall for me i think you know, we, we talk about the show and we, we jump down all these rabbit holes and we, we are, put our detective hat on, right? But at the end of the day, they told us what the show was. It's a Wanda and Vision show. It's a story about their love. It's a story about her grieving. It's a story about, it, it, for me, I enjoyed that because we come into Infinity Wars and they throw this relationship on you that they slightly hinted in civil war but you didn't really see it grow this this to me was watching the relationship grow i got to see their love and and it really brought me to tears at times especially in this the ending scenes it's, it's heartbreaking she once again she's losing vision
0: again yeah and uh Wanda's a champ uh, after everything that she's been through um I think I, I've said it multiple times throughout this podcast. I've, I thought that there was no way that she would uh, she would let this go easily. I, I thought that, again, this would accelerate uh, a villain, you know? But she, she learned a lot through this and she accepted a lot and she was able to let her family go. Um, for how long, though? I guess that's what we'll talk about in the future of the MCU.
1: Yeah, and I think for me, too, it's like you can be upset that they didn't, like, bring the mutants right or they didn't like do more with monica or something but it's like at the end day these were two characters that barely got any character development in the movies we got a whole bunch in this in this show like we got and and i think i would have been upset if we if it ended up being like a like a secret spin-off for like a monica right or like where it was like the focus was really on monica but they were just kind of there to get us started i like that they we stayed with them the entire time the show was theirs But I think the thing, too, is, like, with all these Easter eggs, I have a theory about this, Michael. Hit us. So I think Marvel was so sick of people guessing all their spoilers, guessing how things go. So instead of, like, you know, keeping things kind of hush-hush, they just threw everything. They said, you want a small reference to Grim Reaper? Great. You want references to the devil? Great. They literally just over they basically oversaturated the spoilers. So you can't guess what's a spoiler and what's not because you're, you're looking at everything could be a spoiler at this point. I think that's really clever if that's what they did.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And, and I think we kind of sign ourselves up for this type of uh, pain, so to speak. Um, when i mean, cause I mean, you and I, we do a podcast every single week where we're watching other podcasts and we're reading about stuff online and we see things on Twitter we kind of set ourselves up to either be let not necessarily let down. Cause personally I wasn't really let down. For instance, let's talk about Pietro here. Uh, the Piet- the Pietro situation could have been a lot bigger than it actually was. Um, and I'm not saying that that was a letdown for me, but it was kind of like, it was like, you know, we kind of had that coming, uh, when we dissect the show this much, uh, you kind of have to roll with the punches in that way.
1: Yeah. That's definitely the one that I think for everyone, everyone was like, Did it really need to happen? I think that's the only one when I say like, I'm okay with all the Easter eggs. That is the one that I am like, I don't like when I feel tricked as the audience. And that felt like Disney being like, Hey guys, this is, this is a reference to multiverse. And it's like, nah, just kidding. It's it's just a boner joke. Don't worry about it. And, and to me, I felt a little played and I'm like, you're on our team. Like Disney, I'm Tommy. We're on the same team here. We want a good show. We want to support the show. You don't need a you don't need to trick me to keep watching. I'm gonna keep watching. Like
0: that's how I felt. Let, let me reframe this for you though, because I had a talk with my brother and we we talked about the situation. He was upset too that uh, that there wasn't more to Pietro. And here's the way I look at it from my perspective. If if, if the MCU is let's say they are starting over the X Men, they're not coming from the multiverse. We get an entirely new cast, a new set of movies. They explain it away somehow. Let's say that's the case we're never going to see Evan Peters again. You know, that character is done. I mean, there's no situation where he'll ever come back. So from my perspective, if that's the route they're going, if we don't open the multiverse and we're saying goodbye to all those characters, I'm happy we got a little bit of Evan Peters on the way out. You know, and and maybe it was a, a cheeky little joke on our part or maybe they were trolling us a little bit. But man, it was fun to see him. I kind of wish we had like one of those classic Evan Peters uh quick slow motion scenes i think we could have fit that in somewhere but other than that i thought it was fun and i think that's a really good point is like at the end
1: of the day we i also think that he wouldn't work and maybe you know evan maybe you can prove me wrong one day but i think as quicksilver in the full marvel universe it's a little too serious for him and i think like it worked in this thing where he's a little bit more you know he's playing the stoner bro like that version of quicksilver worked in in the x-men movies and it worked in wandavision i don't know if it would
0: work when you bring him, you know up with some of the other heroes right so um well i'm not exactly sure how you want to do this uh i'll I'll let you take the reins uh i know that this is kind of a different episode and maybe we want to approach things differently. If we want to go through and just kind of talk about the highlights or I don't know what you got planned, Tommy. Yeah, I kind of have, I, I wrote it out like I did most weeks, but uh, listen,
1: I got three pages of notes from trying to go through each thing. So we'll, we'll play it by ear, you know, we'll fill it out. If, if there's things you want to talk about, we'll jump on it, but I'll, I'll set up the scene. So first thing we really get is right after what happened last week, Wanda's outside, her powers are back and her children are being held hostage. Agatha is being all like Agatha, like, you know, like as she does, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, and this, even, even at the end of the last episode, I, it was a bit of a red flag for me, this little situation. Um, now, look, I said last week we had one of my favorite effect shots in the MCU ever um it was a beautiful moment it was it was mostly uh cgi but there was a lot of stuff in this episode as well that was cgi and there was some very beautiful moments but there are also a couple that didn't totally hit for me I, I think there was a range from that was really well done to uh, it could have been a little bit better
1: yeah it's it's funny because it's like they're portraying it as a as a it feels like a marvel movie but I don't know if it necessarily has the budget of a Marvel movie. I was honestly surprised they did as much as they did with the fight scenes. I mean, this is, I feel like this episode is where they put a lot of the budget into, they were just like, all right, let's just save it for that last episode. But yeah, we get like, for me, the vision fight was more intriguing of the two fights. Um, it, It was cool to see two visions, like, I don't know, going through each other and then like grabbing each other from going through each other. Like that was cool uh but yeah we see wanda and uh agatha start fighting i do like that they had like a really cool like wizard of oz reference i thought that was really funny where uh wanda throws a car at agatha and goes through the the, the house and she goes up to look at it and all she sees is these boots that were crushed by the car i thought
0: that was really clever well, I liked it, too, because this isn't the first time we've seen Wanda throw cars. She did it in Civil War as well. So I, this is kind of turning into her signature move here. Is here. Uh, who needs a gun when you just throw a car at somebody, right? Maybe it was her old signature move, because now she's got all these powers. That's true. Like, well, and, and we'll get into what she's learning, too. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we see
1: White Vision show up. And, and I don't know. For me, every time I get uh vision like paul Bentney saying wanda it's just like paul Bentney molts my heart just like there's so much love there like i don't he's just a good actor It's it's really well done but then this vision even with that lovely wanda he's trying to crush wanda's
0: head yeah that was really like i was kind of that was kind of savage on his part. Like, this is the way you're going to take her out is just crushing her skull. Like you have a laser beam on your forehead. That probably would have been more precise. I I was like, this is really barbaric.
1: Yeah. And, and like, uh, uh, it was kind of sneaky. Like he's like, Oh, I'm going to get up to her. Like he must've planned it out. Like was white vision? Like, all right, so I'm going to go up to her. Pretend that I'm vision, even though I clearly look different than the vision but then I'm going to crush.
0: I'm going to crush your head, like almost like the mountain style. Um, yes, I love that. I love a good mountain reference. Can, mm-hmm. Hey, can we call him Vision for the rest of the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like, uh, yeah that kind of when I was taking notes because I try to find shortcuts and doing things quickly. I was like, uh, white vision was too long. So I, I started going by Vision. It's too wordy. So we'll go
1: with Vision and obviously Fiatro. So that's yes. or other... Uh, but yes, so we get to all that. Uh, the real Vision, please stand up because he shows up and he they have that you know iconic line from the trailer where it's like, hey, this is our home. We need to fight for our home. And they go off. So Vision's fighting uh, Vision. Uh, Agatha's fighting Wanda. And we cut to Monica trying to get their attention. She's just trying to talk to him.
0: Yeah, so in this moment, what, what were you thinking was going on with Pietro? Because this... Uh... I mean, were you still kind of buying into like, cause I don't know. It was really weird to me. Like I didn't, I, at this point I didn't know what to expect from Pietro. Like where was he going here? I never thought the F- Pietro stuff was
1: going to be wrapped up in this show. I thought it would be wrapped up in a different show. They wrapped it up obviously probably just being like, Hey, it's not a thing. But I thought I really was still convinced that he could be from the multiverse, but it has nothing to do with what Agatha is doing. It has nothing to do with Wanda. He just actually did show up, and then and then Agatha took advantage of it. Um, but I I thought that would be too. I in a way I'm kind of glad they didn't because I think that would have had a lot of plot holes, and people would be like, "That's really cool, convenient that like another Pietro just happened to show up." But the only argument I had for it was maybe like in Wanda's like unintentional breakdown where she she wished Vision and she created you know she created vision she created the whole town maybe she also wanted her brother back and so her magic without her trying pulled him from another world that was my other
0: thought that they could do but they went with this hey you never know i mean maybe maybe old ralph boner here maybe that was his alias
1: (laughs) regardless of like how it was going to turn out i didn't like this even if he ended up being the actual pietro the whole vibe of him like sitting there being like this bro it didn't really hit for me like it's like like i don't know we have him like kidnapping monica and it's like all right monica now you're just chilling in my man cave and i'm gonna just play this guitar dupa dupa, doopi do like all right I'm like i want to go back to the battle i don't need to be dealing with fiatro you didn't like bro yeah maybe- <laughs> i don't like bro he was not a vibe <laughs> So we get all that, and we, we basically see Monica is uh, stuck there. Fiatro st- uh, still has his powers, so so he's still doing his thing and speeding around her. Uh, and then we see some more of the Vision fight, which is, like I said, I really like the Vision fight. I think the uh, going through each other. I don't know. It was cool. We've never seen, I feel like, someone be on Vision's level completely and and be his equal. I think that's the thing with a lot of these overpowered – superheroes is like some of the battles are kind of like eh okay but this was cool
0: yeah and even in this fight i'm like this like honestly this fight like it ended in a very logical way that uh a vision fight should end but while i was watching i was like this will never end like that what how do you end this because they can go at this all day long like they will not stop
1: yeah it was crazy and we're not the only ones that were watching it because our good
0: buddy hayward yes So I I want to address something, because I've caught a lot of heat from last week. I, I defended Hayward just a little bit. And I'm not saying that he is the hero. I'm not saying that we should support him. I'm not saying that I support him. All I'm getting at is I liked Hayward's character and the fact that from his perspective, he thought that he was the hero. He thought that he was doing something good. And that's the kind of thing that you can't debate with. And maybe his I mean, not maybe his his methods were definitely over the top. He was definitely an asshole. Um, But from his perspective, he was trying to save people here. Um, And and I know that's a tough way to go about it. But I really did like Hayward's character here. I said it on Twitter and this might be controversial. I think I liked Hayward more than Agatha
1: see i think we disagree on this i i do get what you're saying of like he's the hero of his story right but then i think that argument is still with wanda right does wanda think she's the hero of her story i don't know and i think my thing with hayward is like yes we we are led to believe maybe he was trying to save people i really don't think he i'm on the side of i don't think he did care because i think the only reason he sent people there was to retrieve the power for vision. Like I think he wanted Wanda's power. I don't think he necessarily cared about the people in Westview. I think the FBI did. I think Jimmy Wu did. And I think the other uh, places did. I think his focus was on getting vision powerful so he could use vision. He was already, like I think he was already forgetting about Westview. His mind was now to domination, which would, like not that he's trying to take over the world, but just like he he his government is now the most powerful government because they have this huge weapon. That's what I think his focus was from my point of view.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I guess my thing is Agatha and Hayward, they both wanted power. They both, that's, that's what they wanted. Agatha wanted stronger powers and same with Hayward. He wanted a a weapon and he wanted a strong weapon. Um, But I guess the difference was we saw more of Hayward, right? We saw his job. We saw how he interacted with people Maybe we didn't get enough of Agatha. Is that the problem here? Should we get an Agatha spinoff series? I think we definitely could have saw more of Agatha. I think there's more to
1: do with Agatha. I mean, they definitely set up that she's going to return. I think there's more story with her. I think we weren't supposed to know Agatha yet. I think we... Because I think, honestly, I don't think Agatha is truly evil. I think there's more to her. I think there's more layers to her. I think she is power-hungry. I think she is greedy. I think there is a lot to her. But I, like watching that Salem scene I didn't feel like she wanted to steal the powers of her her mom and the other witches I felt like it's this thing that she can't control like I feel like she's almost this absorber of powers that she can't stop like she wants to and maybe I'm reading too much into it so I agree with you I think there's more there and maybe that's the issue is I think they they wanted they didn't want to dive into that with Agatha but they wanted to use her to be this almost like she's the bad guy guys don't blame wand. I think to almost uh quelled the the hatred for wanda be like no 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 there's this war switch over here <laughs> focus on that gotcha
0: all right yeah I, i'll i'll let my hayward stuff go i actually have gripes about hayward when it comes up naturally here but we will get to it
1: yeah i was a little let down with hayward in this I again like you said i almost feel in the way that you're saying we got so much of hayward i almost feel like they kind of just were like eh Hayward's done now you know in the way that it almost reversed in your in your thought process of like Agatha got no time building up to her, but then she got tons of time for the big fight. Hayward had tons of build up and then nothing. And yeah, yeah, I don't know true. what you like better.
0: Yeah, so I was talking to uh, a good friend of the podcast, Luke, on Twitter. He was he sent in a question here. We'll we'll get to it now because uh, he had a good point. He was like, "Why is Hayward going to prison?" Because Dar- Darcy has that. I never kind of jump forward here, but Darcy has that line that she, he's going to prison or something. Uh, so, what, what, what exactly are the charges? My guess here is he broke the living will of Vision, right? Uh, I guess that would be a legally binding document that he broke. But can a can a synthesoid have a will? I don't know. I
1: think he did this also behind government like, I think he did this behind the government's back, I think he, like, I don't think he got permission, that's why he specifically was trying to blame it on Wanda, like, that was his whole goal, was to blame Vision being back on Wanda, and be like, guys, but we can use Vision, even though, like, yeah, we don't want Vision back, but now that we have Vision back, let's use Vision, so I think that was his plan, so I could see him getting charged for that, Um, I could see, I mean, he literally, yeah, you may argue they weren't real children you know we can argue that but he's shooting at children and then also shot at an officer i mean he he shot at monica i feel like those should be charges of some sort. that's yeah yeah, that's fair that's fair
0: yeah he did shoot at children (laughs) like we are not a pro shooting at children podcast michael (laughs) no No, we're not uh speaking of kids though i want to talk about this because we got into it last week as well about how emotional the show is and the love story between wanda and Vision. Is it weird that I connected more and I felt more emotional about it? And maybe it's, maybe it's my connection as a father, but I, I cared way more about the kids in this episode.
1: See, that's funny. I care more about the vision Wanda relationship and maybe, it's I mean, I, I... can't,
0: yeah, I care about them. Like, obviously this is what the show is all about. I love them. They're great characters. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are icons. <laughs> this is a great show and it's, it's thanks to them, but very much so. And maybe it's because I'm aware of the comic books and uh, I-, I know the potential for those twins. Uh, I was so worried about them and I felt so connected to them.
1: I think it's because in my heart too, I knew they're coming back. You know, like regardless of um, what we saw, obviously as a post-credit scene that kind of hints that like they may be coming back, but I kind of always figured they didn't introduce these kids just for this show. They introduced them for another reason. And not saying... I. Th- I think Vision will be back. I don't think this Vision is coming back, and that's why I think it hit a little bit harder for me. Is I think this, I think to me this was a farewell to for now to the Wanda Vision love story. I think Wanda is going to be more focused on getting her children back, and more more she her story is elsewhere now. And Vision, the new Vision, I think is trying to rediscover himself. So I think their paths are separate now, and to me this was like the farewell to there. So I think that's maybe why I attached to it a little bit more.
0: Uh, if, you, if you'll indulge me, I'm going to jump <laughs> off the path here again, uh, but uh, I'm curious um, Vision explain to me what happened between uh, Vision and Vision here, right? Because I was really confused because we see them have this discussion and then we see honestly what I thought I was seeing at the end of this little discussion they had was Vision coming out and he looked like vision again cuz he had he had his memory opened i'm not i'm not really sure what happened honestly break can you break it down for me yeah so um also where did he go hit on that <laughs> where where did he go yeah so
1: we like with the we'll focus on the the vision vision fight but they're fighting and at one point vision is is saying that um I'm I have to destroy the vision and the vision that we know is like, well, I'm not the vision and the vision is like, well, I'm not the vision. So it was basically a discussion of like, well, if there is no vision is vision supposed to fight vision. And, and I actually really liked this conversation. I, I wrote down a little bit from it because they start talking um, about Uh, the ship of of theus i believe it is i might be butchering the name but it's it's a philosophy thing of like if you take a ship and you break the ship apart the ship's got destroyed but you you still have bits of the ship and you rebuild that ship is the ship the same ship and i think that's so fascinating and i love just how vision looks at the world so analytically and how he uses this to his advantage when battling vision where basically he's like listen our maybe we're both vision maybe neither of us are vision so at this point you can't we can't we shouldn't be fighting then and then we basically vision figured out that like you are the body and like those memories didn't just die they're in you they're just being blocked so using the mind zone, i think that vision basically we re- like awoke those memories that were being think about like a firewall he basically just he walked around that firewall unlocked the memories that were still there and um now we have uh, vision going off and I don't know where he's going. I think it's kind of like Wanda. I think he's off discovering himself again.
0: Cool. And I'm excited. Cause yeah, you're right. I don't think this is the last of, of vision or vision or uh, vision future vision. Um, I, I, th- I definitely think we'll get more of that. We're going to get vision in a new capacity, I believe. And I'm excited for that.
1: Yep. Yep. But uh, back to where we were quick with Jimmy uh gets captured but he breaks out with a little pen calls the fbi love seeing jimmy love more jimmy more jimmy on our screens
0: yep we need that uh darcy jimmy spinoff series please monica too
1: then we get this now this is a cool scene so we're back to the wanda agatha fight and uh, first of all, we get, a, we get a message from our mailman. I'm just saying the mailman, he may not have turned out to be something more than just a mailman, but man, they gave him a lot of lines. He had a line about don't shoot the messenger.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I look, it's been kind of a running joke here, but I do. I see where you're coming from. It's so weird that I guess that's just kind of like the sitcom thread. They wanted to keep throughout the show is you just have that one character that kind of shows up and gives a quirky line um but yeah i mean he was fun i
1: wonder if he was improv i wonder if it was like an improv and he just kept adding lines they're like he's really good we're just gonna keep him in here um but yeah we get that and we get agatha confirming that the book that she has is the dark hold and the dark hold has a whole chapter on the scarlet witch and how powerful she is and how like basically everyone should just be terrified of the scarlet witch because the scarlet witch will bring the end
0: Yeah, I'm going to wear you out tonight because I got more questions. (laughs) I'm uh, I'm here for it. This is turning into an interview of like a slightly more casual Marvel fan to a uh, more uh, expert Marvel fan. Explain the Dark Hole here because I'm not totally sure I remember it. It, Was it in the MCU already? So it...
1: It was like in the MCU we don't talk about. It was in the Agents of SHIELD TV show. They did introduce the Darkhold. Um, I believe when they introduced Ghost Rider, I I to me this is them basically saying anything in Agents of SHIELD didn't happen. We're just pretending that didn't happen or maybe there's two Darkholds. I don't know, but um they the Darkhold, you know, like they said is the Book of the Damned. It was written by some sort of eternal, I believe, and and it's not good i you know i don't know tons about it but what i do know is like reading the reading the book what it holds what it can do it's not good for anyone it's not it's not a
0: good book to have an evil book per se
1: yeah and and i love that the way i get to describe scarlet witch like i love this like version of scarlet witch where it's like almost like a dark phoenix and i keep going back to that because that's how it feels where they're like the the scarlet witch is not born but she is forged i thought that was such like there was some really good lines in this and i like that description of it it's like this wasn't a choice this wasn't even it wasn't even being born you just you were forged you were made for this i thought that was a good way to describe it
0: yeah, no, I know. I think that is a good forge is the correct word. I mean, and, and it it comes from all angles. Uh, we see the different tragedies in her life. We see the great things in her life. We see the mentors that she's had. Uh, it's some better for worse. Agatha in a way, she's teaching her things. Um, we kind of get a moment later on where she's learned from her. Um, I like but that. It, yeah, it's, it's, she, it is. It's a bunch of different irons in the fire here. And we're coming up with a wonderful beautiful wanda who this character is top 5 mcu character for me at this point and yep. th- that was not the case when this series started and we get we get told that
1: she her powers can exceed the sorcerer supreme which is doctor strange so you didn't get the point for your your turn for our cameo bet but uh doctor strange was referenced and i th- i think that's cool like they're really building her up and i i think that's a lot of fun but as much as you're happy with Wanda, there were some people that were not happy to see Wanda. And Agatha woke up the entire town. And this was a this was a hard scene to watch. I, I, for me, this was really tragic. Just see these people basically pleading to Wanda in different ways. Someone said, kill me. Someone else was like, hey, can you just, I just want my daughter to play with you. <laughs> like, I want my kid to just play with your kids. Please just put them part of the narrative so I can see them. Like, that's so sad. They're like pleading with her to just like, give them some sort of the life they had
0: yeah this is and i'm glad again i'm glad they did not shy away from the dark nature of wanda's reality she made drastic decisions they were very selfish and what i was worried about again like we talked about last week one of my biggest biggest complaints is i was worried that they were kind of softening that blow for us um where we're going to try to sympathize with Wanda a bit more, but the bottom line is she did kind of a messed up thing here, but that doesn't make her a supervillain either. I mean, again, it's a grand scale mistake here. Um, And to some people, she would look like a supervillain, but from, again, from her perspective, I I think she's learned a lot from this. I think that, uh, I, I don't think that this is something she'd go through again.
1: I'm glad they at least touched on that, like, the town hasn't forgiven her and stuff. I don't like that Monica was just like, all right, see you later. Like, I would have done the same thing. Bye. Like, I I don't know. I don't want, didn't want her to go to jail. But I just, I guess with this conversation, I want to bring up a question to you. Do you think that just because if you harm someone, but you do it unintentionally, should that be treated the same way if you intentionally harm someone?
0: I guess that's called manslaughter, right? Uh, so, and I, I think the situation, and I don't, I, I'm no, I'm not a, I'm not a law expert here, right? But for my, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the, there are there's first degree murder, second degree murder, and of course, murder is the drastic uh, example here. But um, I, I think they are treated separately, and I think that's okay. I think if you accidentally harm somebody it's not as bad as somebody who intentionally harmed somebody and and would very likely do it again.
1: I think you still got to hold them accountable. It may not be on the same degree, yes. but I, and I think that's, I think, yeah, like we agree on that. I think what's hard is like, she can't control the, when you add the powers into it, I think that's the problem is like, it's not even like she did anything. She just had an emotion and everything shot out. So it's like even more unintentional than like, I don't know like you like leaving a weapon in your house and so like like intentionally someone you know I mean like it's like so she can't have emotions she can't be grieving or something's going to happen and then so I do I I go back and forth I don't know how to feel because it's like she's basically in trouble because she grieved you know and she didn't know that it was causing them nightmares and all that stuff. She really thought that they were like happy with it, which is like not saying it's okay. I I really am having mixed feelings. I would love to hear what other people think about it. I am glad they addressed it. I hope it keeps getting addressed. And I feel like Scarlet Witch is going to be a character that is neither a hero nor a villain. And I, I would be okay with that, where it's like she's chaotic neutral. She does what she thinks is best for... What's best for Monica? What's best for Wanda? And, and and I feel like that's what she's gonna do and kind of what she did with Westview. She did what she wanted to, and, and she she made excuses for it, but at the end of the day, she just wanted what she wanted.
0: Yeah, and I don't I have a feeling we're not going to get into a whole lot of the consequences here and the rest of the MCU for Wanda. I think her I think the one that we probably will see, I can't imagine she's an Avenger after this. Do you think she's like, I don't think she's on the the payroll there anymore. I don't think she wants to be. I think she's, she, she's exiled herself.
1: Um, but yeah, no, definitely not on that, that payroll that, you know, that money from Stark's, uh, Stark left to them or wherever that money is coming from. She is definitely not getting any of that money. Maybe she sold the house. Maybe that's how she got her money. She sold the plot of land that vision. Bought.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of cash, but He'll yeah, buy your cabin.
1: Yeah, so we got the angry neighbors real quick. We get a scene of Monica and and he's Ralph. He's Ralph Boner. He's a he's an actor. We'll just he's got headshots. Uh, she finds out that the necklace is is what's controlling him. So she takes it off. Great, Ralph Boner is back. Love it
0: moving on and <laughs> hey, well this does feel very pointed again kind of like i talked about last week uh we had like this very mysterious thread of the locust kind of hanging around at the end of one episode and a lot of people were theorizing oh that's malphisto he showed up as a as a fly the first time here he is again um and then within like the first three minutes the the locust is fed to the rabbit and that kind of felt like uh dude we're just teasing you like this is nothing and again this is kind of like and this is even more pointed where like it's like uh, this is nothing and we're also going to give you a boner joke on top of it so yeah who cares I am
1: disappointed we did not get a appearance from Senior Scratchy yeah what the heck where's that poor bunny he's just wandering Westview now just hop popping around or maybe Ralph owns it now yeah maybe Ralph's going to keep it as a pet
0: oh yeah that's fair Hey, very well could get a, a Ralph Senior Scratchy spinoff, right? I would watch. And and Agatha, because, I mean, she still she still
1: lives there. But um, <laughs> so we see all this. Wanda's feeling bad. She she starts bringing down the Hex. Uh, but, you know, as we know and she learns, like, Vision's not looking great. The kids start disappearing. Everyone's disappearing. She tries to get out as many people as she can. But in doing so, she brings the military in. So now everyone's in this town square. The kids are there. She's brought the Hex back back and we get the family all together they do a fun incredibles pose which is a good reference to the you know we've seen we've seen it in the show and now we get the the pose and we got the military we got uh at this point we got vision there you know their fight is still happening we got vision there and we got agatha versus the the maxim maximoff does vision have a last name uh do you think do you think he took wanda's last
0: name i guess so yeah there's your maximoff yeah
1: i'm gonna say yeah they're they're uh progressive or you know they're yeah. they're modern family so they take the max actually it's thing. probably stark oh maybe vision stark yeah i think it's stark or vision Come ultron out. i mean he's <laughs> why well, stark get the full <laughs> it depends name, on, on his mood, i guess yeah uh but yeah we see all this and i I love the line to the kids of like listen we didn't it felt like almost like a (laughs) this kind of felt like a spy kids movie or like an incredible it's like listen we didn't train you for this but you were born for it
0: (laughs) yeah and this is uh this is one of one of the shots that didn't totally hit for me, and the effects was when when she did originally open the hex and she throws her arms up, and it's very dramatic. Uh, that felt like a again a Spy Kids or maybe Power Rangers a little bit, but again, I I think that can be excused. I think this is kind of a campy show. It's always been that way, whether it be in the sitcom verse or outside so i'll write it off uh, yeah i i can hear
1: you on that i think that they did okay with it and like again with i don't know what their budget was like but i yeah i i, I feel you on that. it's a little hokey but I, I do like the line where she's like boys handle the military <laughs> just just go go handle them and it's like all right and they oh they, yeah
0: yeah that, that's one. they so take, take out the about, trash
1: and honestly, this is where, like, we can talk about the Hayward stuff because it's, like, it really did feel like, all right, we've been waiting for the military to show up. They show up two seconds later. The boys take them out so easily. Hayward shows up with a gun, just starts shooting at these kids. So many, like, keeps going even after the bullets are, like, he's he's clicking it, it's empty, and he's still, <laughs> like, shooting it. And and Monica comes in and tries to prevent the bullets. Uh, she does. Like, she, we see parts of her power which she can basically, like, I don't know.
0: I, I, how do you describe her powers? So far, I don't know. She kind of seems, she almost seems like vision in a way, right? Because things can kind of phase through her. And then she, it, her powers are almost ambiguous in the fact that she can do a lot of different things. And I guess my first Perspective of what she could do was it was all revolving around energy, right? When she walked through the hex, the first thing she saw was the power lines and she could see the energy flowing out of it. Later, she kind of absorbs Wanda's powers and she's able to stop herself from being thrown to the ground. So for me, I thought it was very much energy related. I don't know, this episode kind of even expanded more on that. So I'm not sure. I, and I'm excited to learn more though. One of her
1: names in the comics is spectrum. And I think the whole thing is like, she can kind of control the waves of things and she can control like, uh, you know, and I have to do more research myself, but it's like how I see it is like kind of what you said with vision of like, she, she's able to control phasing through things, but then also can slow it down. So she, she stops these bullets. um, Hayward tries to run away. And I thought this was, I hate that she only got one scene, but I, I don't know if you picked up on this and I would love to, I hope you do. But so Darcy shows up, runs into Hayward and says uh, another fun line of have fun in prison. <laughs> but I was I didn't notice this till after. But early on, we were taught about the how um, Monica's outfit kept the Keflon or Ke- Kefar, whatever, it's, you know, what I'm talking about kept like the bulletproofness. So this yes. funnel truck was an armored truck. And so I thought it was really clever that they introduced that idea. They introduced the idea of the, the clothes having armor and it keeping its – its. and maybe th- I think that was for multiples of reasons, but I do like that they introduced, like, no, it keeps its uh, its abilities from its last version. So this truck was a funnel truck that was a heavy-duty army, army truck.
0: Yeah, I didn't even really think about that. Uh, I, I thought it was funny that um, – because Vision kind of leaves her in that truck, and she's kind of still, like – the children crossing and everything. I saw thought it was kind of funny that like it, she must have run into so many other obstacles for her to just finally arrive there to just oh. a time to like at the perfect time. It's like because she was still driving in in that same truck. Like I don't think she ever got out, right?
1: It was probably when Agatha got distracted fighting Wanda because I, I think Agatha was the one doing it. So she probably got distracted, and and then all the kids left, and maybe the puppy showed up, and then maybe uh, what other things, what other obstacles could happen on a street? Potholes, uh, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe another school. Maybe the kids were coming back from school, yeah, so they, they had were. to they had to go back across the street uh nevertheless we get uh what we already talked about the vision scene and vision goes off and we get wanda trying to mind trick agatha i think this if any scene could have got cut i i could have had this scene cut uh where she does the mind trick they go back to salem the witches turn on wanda and she then attacks uh agatha and they go back to normal
0: yeah didn't totally seem necessary and i thought all the stuff outside of that little flashback was a lot cooler so um i don't know it didn't totally it was just kind of like hey here's that thing we showed you earlier and now we're back for just a minute yep that's how i felt about it and
1: it it was fine but uh we get agatha basically being like listen just give me your powers i'll let you have your world with your with your kids no promise or no problem uh even pinky promise basically is how she's acting but i think she crossed some toes um so she's she's doing all that. Wanda's attacking her, and I did notice this at the time. I was like, "There's a lot of these throws are being are not hitting Agatha." I was like, "Huh, that's weird." Like she's tossing these spells all over the place. I'm like, "Wanda really needs to work on her accuracy."
0: Yeah, that was uh. Yeah, of course, we kind of later find out uh, that it's she's setting up the runes, and I, I thought I thought this was cool because I said before like. When they were explaining that that magic, I was like, "We don't really like." All right, Agatha, we like. I get it. You don't have to like. You don't have to dissect every single power you have, right? But now I see that that was very important. She explained that, and it came back to haunt her um, after she explained it to Wanda. She learned. She learned the tricks. She learned the ruins, and she casted them on the hex around. And yes, yeah, she can no longer absorb Wanda's powers.
1: Yeah, and and I thought it was really well done i didn't think about it at first and it'd be cool to rewatch watch in a watch back and see how it how it plays but uh i thought this was cool on multiple level, levels we see vision try to interfere she's like not today vision goes back down to earth and uh i like you nodded to i love that they kind of played to the fact that in the comics agatha does mentor wanda and teaches her how to use her spells she's a villain and more villainous in this but still teaching her, he te- teaches her about the ruins. She teaches her about the Darkhold. It's it's kind of interesting because as much as Agatha is like, you don't know how, to know how to use your powers, it's almost like Agatha can't help herself but like tell her what spell she's using. And almost throughout the whole their whole time, she's always like lecturing her about the spells and what she's doing. And I, I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's big villain energy right there where you kind of explain all your master plans and powers and uh, it comes back to bite you. Yeah, that was <laughs> traditional mistakes there on Agatha's part. Should we do this on the podcast is tell our evil plan to uh, take over the world? Oh,
1: sorry. Not Don't oh, yeah, yeah, worry yeah. about it, audience. Oh, yeah.
0: We'll edit that part out, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we get all this and, and this is, you know, at this point I'm like, oh, all right, we're wrapping up soon because, yeah, we see... The ruins get revealed. Agatha absorbs all the powers, basically, of Wanda. Wanda's like a skeleton up there. But it reverses back because Agatha can't use her powers because there are ruins in the hex. And we see Wanda with the coolest outfit. I thought if you're going to do this, we talked about the Scarlet Witch outfit and the one they did for Halloween. We're like, yeah, I get why they never gave her a Scarlet Witch outfit. It's kind of jokey. I thought this was a really good version of it. I thought it looked awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm I ready to see it in action, man. Like that that was uh yeah, totally down for that. They nailed it. Good, good job, guys. And, and I think that was kind of maybe the issue from the very beginning of how do we bring Wanda and they they struggle with this a lot in the MCU. How do we bring that very um that like cartoonized uh superhero into a realistic movie? How do we make their costumes look realistic and Um, I think they very much worried about that with Wanda in the past. They didn't give her her cool little witch hat. Um, I'm going to keep calling it a hat. Uh, I like that it's a hat. Um, Bear with me. But yeah, she didn't have her hat for the longest time. But I'm glad that it it all works now. Like, she looks totally badass. She looks a lot like the comic books. Um, And she has the iconic hat. And yeah, I'm in love with it.
1: She deserved it all. I I really think they're finally doing Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. uh, They're they're getting the justice. Like, this really – and we'll get into some more touchy – I don't think there's a character in a series that went through so many different layers than Elizabeth Olsen did in playing Wanda in this show. She basically played every character you could play. Like, every version of Wanda she played, like – she deserves every award from this she did so good with the emotional stuff with the silly stuff with with everything being a mom i love seeing her with her kids both her and paul were, were great when interacting with the kids like i felt the love i really did i was a sucker yeah i i drank the dairy uh almond milk and I was I was sucked into uh, to what they were selling me. You're just another uh, town member of Westview. <laughs> yep, classic dairy almond milk. Uh, but we get all that. Agatha is now on the ground, and I like that even here. Like it's almost like she's almost proud of Wanda. She's a good girl or something. Like it's like, but she's also like you don't know what you just did. And this is interesting. It's like what did she just awaken? Is it Melpisto? Because. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's the multiverse. I think that's what she's hinting at, but Agatha B. says, listen, like there's a lot going on. Um, now you just, you just awoken something. It's not good now.
0: Yeah. And, and to be fair, um, I'm not, I'm not convinced that they were planning to have uh, Mephisto in the show or in the MCU at all. But I feel like after the fan reaction, because you're not the only one, there's been a lot of people calling this, um, I, I think that they'll probably, I think he's coming now. Now he is coming.
1: I could see him as a Doctor Strange villain. I feel like if anywhere it's gonna work, it would be in Doctor Strange because they already, their first villain was a literal pink cloud, a purple cloud named Dormammu. Like, like they, they accept the weird in that world.
0: Yeah, and I'm down for it. I, look, I'm on board. Let, bring him in. Uh, we need some, we need some, uh, Satan in our lives, right? yeah and then this is where i go with like wanda being chaotic
1: neutral she she ends up turning uh agatha into uh the nosy neighbor What the role she chose for herself she will be mind mind tricked she will be uh turned into the nosy neighbor again this felt like wanda trying to be the hero but like wanda you messed up almost more than agatha in my opinion agatha's just trying to take your power she wasn't Uh, taking over a whole town making all these people feel she wasn't doing anything honestly that wrong compared to what wanda was doing wanda literally was making people sad and angry and and torturing them and so now she's like well like i think I even says like you're being cruel and she's like no or i i don't know if she agreed but it's like i don't know i i feel like this was wanda being a little stuck up here and being like whoa I'm going to blame the, like, basically, kind of being like, I'm blaming on this on you. Like, you're the one that's going to get the lesson in this.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I've on a little tangent here about these MCU shows. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a common thread in all the ones that we talk about. Because I have a feeling that they very much want to, they want to have the show, they want to make it really cool. But for the casual MCU fan, I think that they want, I think they want people to be able to watch the movies without context of the shows and be completely fine. I think the show ended that way. Really. I mean, we got a lot of context. Wanda's going to be a lot more powerful after this. Other than that, though, nothing really changed. Vision is still gone. Uh, Wanda's alone. The kids are gone. Agatha is no longer relevant. Um, if you were watching the movies, you could very well see the jump from here to there. And, I get why they're doing that, um, but they're trying to have it both ways, right? I think the other issue is they won't commit to ending a character, right? Because they have Agatha who's been mind-controlled and she's staying back in Westview. We got Vision or Vision who flew off somewhere. I feel like a lot of times in the same way, they want to leave those doors open. For instance, if the entire fan base fell in love with someone like Agatha, they can always bring Agatha back now, right? So I feel like they are kind of stuck in between. Like, let's not screw ourselves over and close any doors, and also uh, let's not have this too consequential. Yeah, I, I think they always thought they were going to bring Agatha back just because, like, they—they
1: they, it's not even like it's just because she's the nose neighbor. She even says like, "You're going to need me," and she's like, "Well, I will know where to find you." So Agatha's coming back. I think I think we can know that for sure. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think they're having a, they they want their cake and their eat to eat it too.
0: Yep. Yep. So, um, or they, they want their Dariyama milk and to drink it too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so
1: we see, uh, Wanda starts bringing down the hex now. Um, and the family goes back to their home, which they are now calling a fixer upper and, uh, okay. They, they put the kids to bed and, and they have a line of like family is forever. Super sweet. Then vision says to them, good night chaps. I feel like that was like Paul leaking through a little bit. Like, is, is this confirmed that Vision is British? A.
0: B. Do you ever tell your children goodnight, chaps? I don't think I've ever said chaps to my kids, but I might start now. It's not a bad call. And again, I, I said I very much connected to the kids in the show. And I think for me, this was the most heart-wrenching part of the episode for me. Um, just saying, like, that was just. And maybe you can break down this line for me, because there was one line that I didn't totally understand. Wanda says, thank you for choosing me to be your mom.
1: What do you think about
0: that? What does that mean to you?
1: I had it written down, too. I think it... I don't know. I could see it as different things it's not like literally thank you for choosing me but it's like i could see someone in real life saying that like thanks for letting me be your mom kind of it's all it's almost like along the lines of like thanks for letting me be your mom not that they had any choice in the matter but like like it's just kind of like hey like thanks for going on this ride with me almost um or or they did choose. And, and that's a whole other question that I just don't think we have the answers to yet. And I don't know, maybe they were just kind of like floating in the world and they were like, Oh cool. That looks fun. And they duped down into, into Wanda. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it was an interesting line.
0: Yeah, no. And I, I kind of, I kind of pictured it as like, I, I believe this show takes place within a week. That's kind of what I'm getting like this from start to finish, this is a week. So, within that week we get twins and they grow up to be kids. And I guess, it'll and I mentioned it even at the time when they finally grew to be kids, I was like, they love their parents, but that what context do they have for love? You know, they were just infants. Now they're kids and they're hugging them. Like, how do you go from that to that to that? I, and I think it was very much like a decision on their part that, Hey, these are, these are our parents, you know, like, they didn't necessarily raise us, right? I mean, it's been a freaking week, but here they are, and we love them.
1: And I felt like, you know, I never felt like anyone was any of the family was questioning. Like they were so protective of the children, the children were so protective of the parents. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Of like, it's a week, and um, I don't know it's interesting, right? But yeah. We get your your favorite part even more than the children. I guess this is my favorite part. Vision and Wanda, and and Wanda's turning off the lights, and Vision comes down, turns them back on, and is like, "Well, oh, it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark," uh, which Wanda easily calls calls him on there. That's not a saying. You're you're wrong, Vision. And he's like, "You're right. I just want I just want to see you clearly, woman, last time, because uh, which I I thought was do you think it was a reference to the fact his name is vision like i think like there's a lot of references to like like hayward even had a line earlier where he was like jimmy you just need the right vision and i'm like all right like there's a lot of references to seeing things being blurry i don't know it might be a little too much dad jokey cataract yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's
0: a lot of this going on the uh yeah we'll have to when we rewatch this we'll have to do a counter on all the uh eyesight references we get yeah but i I like
1: this line i I thought i just set up some of i think paul the the vision had had some of the best lines in the episode it's easy with this character because the character is so analytical and able to have these almost philosophical monologues and i i think this is one coming up where so they're they're holding each other they're, they're sad um vision asks wanda what am i like just please tell me what i am uh, it is to explain that basically vision is a piece of the mind stone that was in Wanda as they developed Wanda does have a piece. So the P uh, an infinity stone, and, and this could be the case where multiple infinity stones, maybe captain Marvel has a piece of the space stone in her, right? Like maybe that's how they bring back the infinity stones. Um, and, and she says, you're, you're my sadness, my hope. And, and most of all, you're my love. And I thought this was good. And it's just building for me. And I can feel it while I'm watching the episode. I can feel myself get like the goosey bumps. And, um, then we get Vision, and he gives the one tier, which, uh, you it, 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 it's a did you, it's a reference to the comics, I believe. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. It's a little silly, like the one tier. But so there's in the Avengers fifty eight, uh, Vision cries one tier because he is finally accepted and an official member of the Avengers. That's the the comic that he joins. So I thought that was a cool, for me, it's a nod to like, he finally feels accepted. He feels at peace. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I liked that reference. And then we get his line. I was, a I was a voice with no body, but now a memory made real or a, a body with, but not human, but now a memory made real, who knows what I'll be next. Um, and i i liked that i thought that was really poetic and just like him coming to terms with his his death and also just like you gotta think like vision has been through a a roller coaster in this week not only did he become a parent he got married he became a parent all the other stuff he also thought he was real then he thought he wasn't real then he kind of realized he was kind of real but like in a real just this area and uh that's a lot to deal with
0: yeah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a line back at you here because you're right. Vision he did have a lot of very uh, wonderfully crafted lines of dialogue throughout this entire series, but I'm gonna throw him back because this is a great scene because my favorite line came from Wanda. She says, "You are a piece of the mindstone that lives in me. You're my sadness, my hope, but mostly you are my love," and that that. That, oh man, th- this show is so good in the fact that, and a lot of shows fail to do this they closed it up, they closed the book, the WandaVision book is closed the The concept for the show is done, those characters might come back, but but the situation they were in, the story that was presented to us that is over now if we ever get a WandaVision 2, I'm gonna be pissed, because this this ending for the two of them was so good, it was so good I loved yep. it and I think for me, like I said in the beginning is
1: I feel like this redeemed infinity wars for me. Cause for me, I really did feel it was rushed to throw their relationship together. And and to me, this solidified that love. Like we get to see it. We actually they didn't just tell us about it. They showed it. And and I agree. This was to me, this was a farewell of that story for now. And, and as I'm saying this, they said it too. They said, this is, we've said bu- goodbye before. Um, so it stands to reason we will say hello again. And I, I love, I thought that was another really good, that both of them, because I think Vision starts it and then and then Wanda finishes it. And uh, then we get one last line from Vision saying, so long, darling.
0: Lovely. A lovely British Vision.
1: Yeah. And, and I wonder, was the first line he said to her, welcome home, darling? Did he say darling? I know it was welcome. It might have just been welcome home
0: yeah i'm not totally sure But if it
1: is again good writing like yeah uh i just i'm getting goosebumps all over again michael (laughs)
0: yeah i love this i love this show
1: yeah but yeah we're at the end basically the the house is in foundation wanda puts her hood up and leaves and and again this is what we kind of already discussed of like Monica's just kind of like yeah I would have done the same thing with my mom and I I do like that they have this bond but it really felt like she was like yeah these people don't understand like she was almost trying to justify Wanda Monica's like these people don't understand what you sacrificed what she sacrificed she made her children and then made them back but that was all what it wasn't like it was a sacrifice that Wanda made so that she had to sacrifice it it wasn't like I don't know I, I felt like this was weird justification uh for Wanda
0: I thought this scene was a little weird to me. Um, it almost felt like uh, like if you're playing a video game and it's like an open world game and like your NPC character that has your mission is standing in this one specific area but you don't have to go to that mission just yet. You can kind of go roam around the world and you can come right back and that character is still standing in that same exact spot ready to talk to you. That's what this felt like. So Wanda goes home. She puts the kids to bed. She says goodbye to Vision. Everything disappears and she walks back And it seems like nothing changed here, right? Yeah. I
1: don't, especially because we get more with Monica in the post credit. I think you could have cut this, have her, have her on that foundation, have her fly off and have that be the scene, have, have her go off. and, And she doesn't need to have one last conversation with Monica. Um, I think it's fine. I just think it's weird that Monica's like so willing to justify this and like almost blame the neighbors. Like in a way, it's almost like, <laughs> "How dare you be mad at Wanda? She sacrificed so much for you all, even so though she's selfish." She, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I don't know about that, Monica. You're you're stretching it a little bit."
0: Yeah. um and now that's this the episode. Is, yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh.
1: How many, times can we make that, how many times
0: yeah. can we make that joke? <laughs> I'm not sick of it. Uh,
1: but yeah, we get two more post credit scenes. Two's better than one.
0: Yeah. So uh, th- this, I- I'm curious to hear what your thought is here because there was something that jumped into my mind with the Monica scene. Um, she gets called in by uh, some sort is it an agent of sword. They go into the theater and it looked uh, FBI to me. I wasn't okay. sure
1: it's someone it's, it's yeah. an agent of someone.
0: Gotcha. So they go, well, they go in the theater and, uh, this agent turns into a scroll, which I, that that was something we talked about briefly was we expect to see some scroll action here. So I was excited to see this. And, uh, she says, I was sent by a friend of your mother's and they'd like to meet with you. Um, and I get, where are they? And she points up, right. Um, so for me, my, my first thought was we have secret invasion coming up. The scrolls are very much involved with Nick Fury now, and he's referring to Nick Fury here. But then I started thinking about, it, I was like, it probably makes more sense for them to be, because really what this is doing, this is setting up where we're going to see Monica next. Is it going to be secret invasion or will it be a Captain Marvel two? Probably both. I don't know. Do you have a read here? Yeah. So I actually watched this back twice once just
1: for fun and then once take my notes and i specifically listened to this because i also i almost had the same thought of you i i first was like nick fury and i was like well maybe captain marvel it could be either captain marvel or nick fury but then i listened back uh the the scroll specifically says he is waiting for you Ah. so that to me means it has to be nick fury um and and i i think that's setting up secret evasion just like you said And, and and for me I said at the beginning, I didn't get the cameo I wanted, but this really did feel reminiscent to that Iron Man post credit scene where Nick Fury's like, I'm starting the Avengers initiative. It it gave me that vibe.
0: Yeah, how cool would it have been, though, to... uh, She goes in that theater and, like, Nick Fury's sitting there in the audience clapping. I don't understand why they didn't. Like,
1: maybe there was something with scheduling or something, but it's like yeah the scroll is cool i think nick fury would have still told us that it was going to be something with scroll something with secret invasion i don't know i i would have wanted nick fury here but did you see the the my favorite thing to do is look at the movie poster or movie ticket board did you did you see happen to take a gander at that board
0: i did and actually there was a point where and uh, I guess Agatha is kind of changing things and we see that same board kind of flashing out and there's different movies and I paused and I wrote all those movies down and what I, I failed to do my research here Tommy because I was going to look these up and see if they meant anything but from my understanding there was three movies that came up I've never heard of any of them they're not real movies right.
1: Uh, so the I don't I didn't see the other ones. The one that I saw was the last one when she was walking in, and it wasn't a movie. It was a lot. It was it was Tanhouser Gate, right? That is a reference to Blade Runner. It's a reference uh, to um a quote said by the artificial intelligence, uh, and I'll read it. it. Says, "I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire of the soldiers of Orion." I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears and rain time to die. This, I, I, yeah.
0: You're a way better nerd than me, by the way, because <laughs> I, I did not pick this up. So
1: I do research. I can't take, I, I knew it was from something. I did my research. I can't take the credit. That I was like, Oh yes, Blade Runner.
0: <laughs> but let, well, let me hit you with this real quick. Cause there, there, there were two others. We had the big red kidnapper, which, I mean, that's obviously Wanda. Like that just is a description of Wanda at this point. Uh, I don't know if that's an actual movie. Oz, the great and the powerful. Now I know we had Oz, the TV show. I know we have wizard of Oz, but I don't know what Oz, the great and the powerful is. Yeah, that was like a, like a spinoff that James Franco was in, um,
1: with him playing the wizard in 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 the Wizard of Oz, and it was before Dorothy shows up, and it's like him pretending to have magic, even though he doesn't. It's like it's him basically tricking everyone into thinking he's this big wizard. Gotcha.
0: And I am googling right now, and Big Red Kidnapper is on a movie, so at least not on IMDb.
1: Yeah, I think that definitely is a reference to to Wanda, like you said. Yeah. It's fun. I I like that they have fun with this stuff. There was another. I think sometimes it's just a nod. There was a bu- a, a billboard that uh agatha was behind at one point it was i wrote it down but it was it was something along the lines if i can find it quickly yeah i can't but it was it was basically it was like cleaning supplies and it was like using natural source or whatever and i feel like there's just a nod to like she's using her natural power um fun nods like that i think are are cool in this show
0: yeah and i was impressed that we still had a commercial in there somehow yeah advertisement yep Uh,
1: and now now that we had the scene with Nick Fury, we got the little nod, Monica's gonna be seen again. Now we can say the episode is over. It's done. There's nothing else we can possibly seeing, right?
0: Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, I was very close to turning my TV off here. I was I was I was basically done. I was like, all right, we got our best credit scene, but no, we got another one.
1: Yeah, I was taking notes. So I just had it on because I was like writing my the stuff I said at the beginning. I'm like, oh, cool. I want these thoughts at the beginning of the episode. So I was still writing, and then yeah, like another, uh, uh, another post credit scene. This one feels very like I said, the last one felt very like Iron Man post credit scene. This felt very Thanos. This felt very much like Thanos exiling himself, being a farmer in this this house. We see Wanda. She's in the woods. That's a little snowy. Uh and she's drinking some tea sitting on the steps of her little cabin. And uh I wonder what kind of tea she was drinking. It may not even been tea, but I think it's some sort of
0: tea. Uh let's just hope it wasn't decaffeinated coffee.
1: Probably was. Knowing Wanda. Oh, it definitely was de- I didn't even think about that, but it's definitely decaffeinated
0: coffee. Oh Lord. With dairy almond milk. Uh yeah, no, well, I got vibes from uh, and cl- clearly they were not referencing this, but slight spoilers for the end of Dexter, the series, if anyone has seen that. Um, I-, I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil, but uh, there's a character at the end of that series that ends up in a cabin as a lumberjack, and that that was, I was like, this is, this is her Dexter ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, but we also see some sort of Doctor Strange-like move, right? Where it's like what we see is her in full Scarlet Witch outfit. While while making her tea, there's another version of her reading that Darkhold, and she hears the voices of her children calling out. So the children are still around. Uh, Wanda's definitely improved on magic already.
0: Yeah, and again, she's kind of doing like that floating meditation, head twitchy magic thingy that Doctor Strange does. That, that's what I got out of it. Um, but yeah, she has she has the book there, and I I suppose she's studying. She's she's getting ready to be a, a better Scarlet Witch. But yeah, we hear the kids. Yay! Please bring the kids back. We need them. Yeah, I, I want more kids. I'm hoping they're
1: teenagers. I like the kid actors, but I'm I think there's more you know if we're going to do young avengers let them all be teenagers.
0: What if they come back and they go to the X-Men Academy as kids or
1: teenagers, I, I guess. I wouldn't mind that. I I would be okay with that. I just think with you're already introducing Katie Bishop, you already they literally had Ant-Man's daughter Age up for a reason. I think I think we got to get teens. Maybe billing them go to the X-Men, you know, learn from from their grandfather. I don't know, maybe he's still there, or or his his grand their grandfather's pal, and uh learn some mutant things. I don't know if we're gonna get mutants yet. I don't know when we're gonna get mutants. I thought yeah. the hex was gonna give it to us a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is um young Avengers. I mean, that's coming. That is the next Avengers movie. There's no denying that. Um I, I feel that in my bones. So yeah, but we're definitely getting young avengers before the x-men the next avengers movie is going to be an animated
1: movie and they're going to be baby avengers it's going to be little tiny baby avengers fighting the day or they could be live action it could be like remember that baby genius movie it could be like that it could just be live action
0: baby thor oh it'd be brilliant uh I can't promise that the audience would not completely riot if that happened, but uh, it it would be funny. Marvel, if you're listening, hire me to help make this baby baby Avengers movie. (laughs) Oh, honestly, though, if they did do that, uh, you'd be my first on the list for recommended writers.
1: And you know what those babies are drinking? Dairy almond milk. Dairy almond milk. oh so that is officially the end of wandavision the end of the series i agree with you i think this is a one and done season i'm okay with that i don't need more
0: yeah i mean the episode was called the series finale so yeah i really hope that i mean that's that's the end uh again we will get these characters and other facets but and i I don't want to say i'm i hope this never comes back but This story is over and we're ready to move on. You know, Star Wars is not over, right? I mean, you know what? I mean, huge pat on the back. We did it. We got through a season of something, but there are many more to come. And I'm so excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. To be honest, I was more excited for this series to begin with. So I'm super hyped. I'm,
1: I'm excited I was, I'm less hype on this. So I, I'm, I was more into the Wanda vibe, but it, it fits my vibe more. I like that kind of whimsical silliness a little, a little bit. So I'm excited to go through this journey with you. And, and just like the MCU grows and grows, we're going to have guests. We talked about it last week. We're going to bring people on. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I would love to tell Tommy to stop talking about babies. I would love to come on and, and give my takes. Message us. We're friendly people. Message the pod. Message us separate. You know we have individual uh, Twitters as well, and uh, we would love to chat with whoever wants to chat with us.
0: Yeah, at Star Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then I'm at the Michael O'Rear on Instagram and Twitter, and you're at Tommy's Tidbits on Twitter. I think your Instagram is different, but
1: yeah, giving you all the tidbits you, you didn't think you wanted.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but so next week for sure, we are going to do a preview episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to try to watch, I'm going to try to watch all three Captain America movies before this. Uh, I'll, I'll do that within the next week. I'll, I'll go ahead and back myself into that corner. I'm going to do that because I need some Marvel content to hold me over, anyways. Um, and, and again, if you guys are, you're wondering, like, where do I go for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I believe all three captain America movies are going to catch you up on all the characters here. Right. I, I can't imagine there's really, civil I mean, war. obviously there's some of, oh, yeah. I guess
1: it is captain. Mar- is yeah, civil that's Wars, the third one. I always think of it as an Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: It basically is, but yeah, yeah, captain America, civil war. So,
1: um, I am not going to do that, but instead I'm going to watch the legacy. Uh, uh, they put out two new legacy episodes, which are seven minute little clips. They're not, they're fine. But it, uh, it'll give me what I need to know about the characters and specifically what the show wants me to know. I kind of don't like that. Like, specifically, I will say I, I got a, a little hmm about the the ruins in this episode because they specifically showed us that ruin scene in the beginning of the episode. And, like, the, the this is what happened last time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I
1: almost want to skip those just so I don't, yeah. like, get, you know, pushed into a direction. Yep, so...
0: Yeah, we'll we'll do some homework. We'll be back next week. We'll have a guest. Um, but before we get out of here, let's. You got some news and recommendations for us, Tommy? Uh
1: yeah, I I got a news. I just saw this the other day, and and honestly, I don't know. We've never discussed this, so I'm assuming you know this. Uh, uh, and not to put you on the spot, if you don't, but um, I just saw this that it's we got a reveal. And I didn't even know this character was gonna be in Bad Batch, but a show we're gonna be covering Bad Batch. Uh did you know that that Finnic Finnick Shan was gonna be in it?
0: Yeah, that was there was a trailer that came out maybe like a month, month and a half ago. And yeah, that, that was kind of the reveal. And it came I guess it was a little bit longer because it came soon after The Mandalorian and Finnick Shan was fresh on our mind. And yeah, she was clearly in that trailer. So yeah, that uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one.
1: Yeah, so, so basically this week they gave us a better uh, look of, of – they revealed like her, her concept art, and uh, we got a better look of her. Um, so that's that's my news that I saw recently. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I, it was more news for me than others because I, I do – like I've talked about on here, I, I tend to stay away from trailers um, because I, I do like to stay as unspoiled as I can before I start watching a show.
0: Yeah, no, and that's uh... – I think this show did a pretty good job of not giving too much weight in the trailers, but yeah, that, that's it's a constant issue, and, and for me, it's a balance of like, do I want to be very much hinted at things, or do I want to like enjoy the hype of the preseason stuff? So I don't know, it's give or take. I, and, I don't, yeah, go ahead.
1: Marvel's good at it too, because Marvel, I mean, with their trailers, think about Infinity Wars where they put Hulk in, but Hulk wasn't going to be in the movie. They they literally threw him in, or like. Someone uh, pointed out to me that Wanda, the the when she sees her future self in her eyes, that clip is in the trailer, but they cut out. They just put her eyes in there. They don't have like the the silhouetted Scarlet Witch in there. So like they're they're very smart about what they show. Like you said, they they make sure they are showing you exactly what they want you to see. Yep, yep. So
0: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip out on the news story this week. I know, I know. This is my bye week. Uh, I just, there wasn't a whole lot that spoke to me, but I, I would like to double down. I don't know if this is how it works, but I would like to double down my, uh, uh, my recommendation and, and news story here. Um, if, if you typically like give 50% of your attention to my news story and 50% to my recommendation, go ahead and give 100% to my recommendation because here's one I'm super excited about. This is a movie I watched this week, it's on Netflix. It's called The Night Comes For Us. I had never heard of this movie. Um, i had never even seen the cover. Like there's, this was never on my radar, but I watched it. It is one of the wildest movies I have ever seen. So if you like John wick per se, this is like John wick on crack. Uh, it's, it's way more violent way more gory than John wick. And honestly, I think the fight choreography is way better as well. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of, martial arts and fighting and the fight choreography that goes into these movies. That's why, that's why Captain America winter soldier is one of my favorites because it has some great fight choreography. Um, but this movie is like nonstop just some of the coolest showdowns you'll ever see in a movie. So the night comes for us. If you're just looking for a gory action movie and it, it is pretty gory, but for me, like I can cringe at that stuff sometimes, but for me, like it was more fun gore. so if you think you can handle that, check it out. It's a good action movie. so that's it for me.
1: I may check it out, but I'm not big on gore so I may have to cover my eyes and like yeah. look through look through my little fingers. but um, my recommendation, I'm gonna go with a comic. I, I don't think we've recommended it. I know we have talked about it and we've talked about it being some of our favorites, but I've been rereading Saga. And if you haven't read saga before, it really, I almost, I remember I picked it up once and I read the first issue and it really didn't hook me on the first issue myself, but I read more and, and and it's a really cool world. They build, um, this feud, this war that's happening. Um, there's, there's fantasy in it. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's hard for me to say anything about it without giving anything away. But, uh, Tons of character development, tons of really complex, really some misunderstood characters in it and and I believe they went on a break and then COVID hit. So I don't even know if they started back up. I haven't followed the the, the most I, I'm caught up on before they took the break. So I'm not sure if they've continued, but uh you should read it if you haven't read it yet.
0: They are they are so they they left on a huge cliffhanger after <laughs> volume nine um and i think it was very on purpose but what i've heard is it's being written so it's i don't believe they forgot about it it's not out yet but it's coming um but yeah actually okay i do have a new story i lied i'm gonna throw this in here um because brian K. Vaughn, who wrote saga he's my favorite comic book writer ever he also wrote another one why the last man which is going to be a series on fx on hulu coming out soon and Hulu put out like a little promo thing for all their upcoming shows. And they showed a couple shots on that. I mean, you don't have to go watch it cause it's very brief, but why the last man series is coming. And I'm super psyched about that. Did you read that? Have you read that? No, you have to read that. Like saga. Okay. Saga is more definitely more like it's like the love child of star Wars and game of Thrones. Uh, why the last man it's probably more, it's not like that. It's probably a little more serious. Um, because socket can be a little goofy, probably a little more serious. It's apocalyptic. So I'll, I'll set it up here. Uh, the story is, uh, every single man on the earth disappears at once, except for one guy. There's one dude left on the planet. The rest are women. Um, and that just sets up the world. Um, and it's a crazy comic book series. Highly recommend the comics. I have a tattoo of the comic series. I love it so much. And the series is going to be awesome. So, that's exciting.
1: I yep. will look into it. I, I haven't heard of it. Um, I've been out of the comic book biz for a little bit, so I got to get back into it. I got to dip my toes into modern modern comics. Which, I mean, I don't know if this is modern, but I got to get back into it, you know? Yep. Yep. So anything else here? Uh, no, I mean, I, I I am going to thank someone before you thank someone. I want to okay. thank the audience. Thank you, audience, for just like, I don't know, being with us and and – for those that do interact with us on, on the internet and and do question and, and, and look for theories. We appreciate it. I appreciate like, like I'll, you know, to call someone out like Robbie, I love when Robbie messages us and and I get a banter with him because it's like, what's cool about this is like you guys are interacting and seeing that like people are listening to us is cool. I say cool a lot. It's cool though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Luke, Logan, Robbie, um, a lot of different people have been messaging us and giving us their theories and commenting on ours. So for better, for worse, we do love it and we love, we're loving doing this. So keep it up. And yeah. Um, And just to piggyback on the thank yous here, uh, I'm going to thank Nathan Burnett again. Um, You know, I'll be honest, we're kind of growing our wings here and I might not need Nathan's help this week. Uh, He's been wonderful and he doesn't mind helping us, but, I do want to be more self-sufficient in, the, in these ways. So I am still going to thank Nathan for helping us thus far, but hopefully uh, for the sake of both of us, I no longer need your help and I can finally grow my wings and fly. We also have Ann Robertson who did our uh, song to start us off here. Ethan Kellum who did our logo and all of their social media handles are in the show notes. So give them a follow. Um, also, I like to talk about how you could support the show. I'm going to say this up front. I like to tell people this. Tell a friend. If you like in the podcast, just just tell somebody that might be interested that we do this and have them come on board too cuz that that's word of mouth is the best way for podcasts to grow. Um but another good way, five star reviews. That that helps a lot. We talked about it a little bit last week. We didn't quite hit our goals, but I'll say this. Y'all have done really well because I was kind of looking at um on Anchor we can't kind of dissect uh, what platforms people are listening on and um, based on our estimated audience, I can figure out that basically everybody that listens on Apple Podcasts has given us an Apple review. So um, I know we're, we're kind of like barking into the wind. We're like, give us a review. And they're all like, we've done it. But no, seriously, thank you guys. Because again, uh, it seems like most of you guys have done that and it really helps the show. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll we'll get to a bonus podcast one day with or without our goal.
1: Yeah. Now, what you need to do is go to your local coffee shop, uh, obviously keeping six feet apart, and and force your local coffee people to uh, give us reviews. Really, just yeah, like wag your finger in their face and be like, "Hey, do this. Support them, please." I thought you were gonna say have them
0: play it over the loudspeaker at Starbucks. That too.
1: <laughs> Honestly, not. You could do both. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, that that's it. Division is over, but Star Wars is not. We will still be here every single week with some sort of Marvel content. So stay tuned for our Falcon and the Winter Soldier preview. And thank you so much for sticking with us. Bye.